0: This is Welcome Home
1: Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940-KYNO.
0: Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's Most Informative Real Estate Talk Show. This hour is being brought to you by the 4,000 plus members of the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide really good local information. What's happening in Michigan may not be happening here. Uh, I say Michigan because that's how this show got started. Big article uh, in 2008 out of Michigan about the housing market and how bad it was, and yet it wasn't the case here in Fresno, and Fresno County. So when Mr. Oslin, the owner of, of Kino, uh saw that he said you know we need to do something local give us the local news so here we are and the blessing that we have is that we have 4000 members who can come down here and every once in a while we get a good one like george meese welcome to the show george
1: you were wondering where i was going with that right yeah uh well i appreciate the compliment thank you don and good morning <laughs>
0: All right. George and I have known one another a while because we both have been in the business a while. Yeah, yeah, mid-70s for me. Yeah, okay, so you're a little bit older than I am. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway, so the the ideas that we're going to give you today really come from a lot of on-the-street experiences. Um, George uh, is a very active realtor, today as he was back in the 80s 90s and um, is it true that you sold a blink in a log cabin (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: uh, not quite that far back but I've been through a, a few cycles we can say that for sure okay
0: well that'll be interesting then to see your take on what we're going through now compared to other cycles that you have experienced so let me tell you what this one's like. I pulled some stats, and I'd like to get your, your opinion on these, George. Okay, fire away. All right. So this time last year, for the first 11 months of the year, um, couldn't quite do the whole year because, well, we're not through with it yet. <laughs> Got it. Um, in 20, for January 1st of 2020 through November 30th of 2020, Seventy nine hundred and sixty sales in Fresno County for the same time period this year, eighty six hundred and eight. So it's up over six hundred sales.
1: Yes, it's been a good year.
0: Okay, you would describe it as good. What What if you were a buyer and you? Said, yeah, ah, but well,
1: <laughs> there are some challenges that our uh, buyers are facing and have been facing. I feel like it's possibly easing a bit for them, but. Uh, you know, when you're competing against multiple offers on almost every property and, and having to possibly offer above asking on, on many of the properties, it does make f- for challenging and uh, especially for the first-time home buyers that may not have a whole lot of cash down. and, and uh, uh, So, a, a buyer has to be persistent in this market. And I feel like it's it's really is starting to, to ease just a little bit. And so maybe describe it as a red-hot market as opposed to a white-hot market. Okay. So, and
0: another way to put it is uh, it's like we're slowing down from 100 miles an hour down
1: to 90. Yeah. <laughs> still going fast. We're still going fast uh, instead of maybe... 10 offers on a property, you only get 5. Or, or my last one I put on the market, I received 3 offers in 3 in 4 days. Oh, you must have been overpriced, George. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, by the way, uh, $25,000 over the asking price, too. Oh. Okay. <laughs>
0: so. Yeah. Um what what describe how buyers think uh, about who would ever think that a buyer could accept that to, to go over an asking price.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a hard concept to, to swallow. And, and it, it, it may take a few times of having your offer rejected before you are thinking, okay, this is, this is how it's going to have to be if we're going to want to uh, secure one of these properties. And I've, I've had buyers that have, have well, for instance, one buyer in particular's nine offers, and they finally said, you know what, we're going to take a break. And and I'm hoping maybe at the first of the year, along with the new loan limits, they'll be able to uh, compete a little better uh, in, in this market. Yeah. And we will be talking about the new loan limits, which will actually help the buyers bring more buyers to the table. I think so. I, uh, just because of our surging prices, uh, it it was something that was needed. Even though prices are
0: surging, I still see this as such a good opportune time for home buyers, first time home buyers, because you can secure your future. You you know, that 30 year fixed rate mortgage at historic lows. Yeah.
1: It's, it's Fresno is a great place to buy when when you look at the overall picture of the state right now. Mhm.
0: Um we all know California home prices are much higher than the nation unless you're in the Central Valley because our prices are much like the national average more so than the state average.
1: That's correct. We're a shining spot, I like to say.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um adding to Oh, let me give you what the uh, difference in prices were. So I'm going to throw some more stats at out there and then you give me your Let's take it. on it. Okay, at this time last year, the 11-month average or, or not average median price was 305,000. This year, it's 358,000. Now, I do want to preface that. Somebody's going to say, "Hey, wait a minute. Didn't you just say last week that it was 375?" Yeah, that was for the month, but and here's the thing about statistics where you really got to listen to the parameters. When I'm telling you 358,000, that goes back to last January also. So that January factors in just as much as November. November, yeah, it's higher than January. Right. So, yeah. anyway, so we have a, a growth of 305,000 to 358,000 a little over $50,000
1: difference. Yeah, that's something else, isn't it? it this year, uh, I believe, as historically, we've, we've received a, a higher percentage of appreciation for a one-year time period than I, I think at any time in the last 45 years, according to CoreLogic's survey that was just issued. Yeah, yeah, and um, some people say
0: that this one is, and I'm going to draw on your experience now because you were around during the the, the Great Recession of 2008 nine. Yeah, I'd like it, to forget about that time period. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, with the little bit that you
1: didn't forget, <laughs> okay. um, do you see a similarity now? Not really. I. I, I, this is a different type of appreciation. Uh, this is appreciation that was built on solid loan practices and and a uh, uh, strong demand. That uh, uh, you know, it's hard to explain. I, I, you know, we 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 went through the COVID. Our business came to really a screeching halt for a couple months, and then we came out of the shoot just. Uh, uh, firing on all cylinders, and I, I think home ownership took on a, a, a even more stronger meaning to a lot of people. Yeah, I
0: like to say that we're we're now experiencing a different type of home appreciation. Used to be, home appreciation meant the value went up uh, uh, numerically. Right now, the value goes up as far as the true value of a
1: home people's feelings towards home
0: ownership. yeah yeah so um all right so here's a sign too that things are not really slowing down um there's 584 active listings as of last night mm-hmm. when i ran these stats okay um 1156 other listings are currently
1: in escrow so uh, strong and in the the 500 number that you had mentioned that's pretty low inventory for our market mm-hmm. so
0: can a buyer still or sh- better question should
1: a buyer still be picky well I, I hate to say that you shouldn't s- just settle but you should also go into a, a Uh, home search with the attitude that you cannot absolutely fall in love with any individual home You've, you've obviously you've got to make a home work for you but because of the a number of times a buyer could possibly be disappointed it's it's good to remember okay let's give it our best shot do the best we can on this and and if it doesn't work out it's not meant to be I still remember the advice
0: from way back in the 1980s that hud of all people not really that there are people but (laughs) hud of all uh, of all sources to get good advice from uh said in bidding on their foreclosures bid the highest amount that you are happy with so that if you lose you're happy the other person got
1: it well that's right you you've you have to draw your own line and, and if for some reason the property goes for more than that, then you can walk away knowing that you, you did your best. Yeah. And
0: and then it's really not a bidding war. If that's the attitude you take, put your best offer in that you're happy with. Um, and if you lose it, Hey, so be it. Let's find another one. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eleven hundred and fifty-six of of our current listings are in escrow. Do you see
1: more fallout now than previously? You know, I couldn't tell you what the percentage is, but there is a a, a certain amount of fallout that is occurring. It could be due to possibly low appraisals. Uh, uh, people may be getting overzealous on their offers and then having some remorse about making that offer that, that they did make. And uh, uh, I don't know uh, what's your experience on that, Don. And I,
0: um, I'm seeing that too. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to agree with you, but I want to add one more thing. I'm also seeing overzealous sellers. Uh, in other words, Hey, I, I got 25000 over asking price, and no, I am not going to
1: fix the the, the, sink. Heat, the Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I've seen that too, and I've got one property. We're on our third buyer right now, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I think it's going really smoothly at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Um, let's see. Also, this is an interesting stat before our, our first commercial break. And that is that um, in 2021, we were getting, uh, and this is for the last three months of 2021, we were getting 101.94% of asking price. And, um, excuse me, that's for the whole 2021, 10194 But then, you know, I'm, I'm hearing that things are slowing down. So I went to, just give me September, October, November, 101.67. So it's wow. barely noticeable. Right,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, Great if it is slowing down, yep.
0: yeah. maybe our analogy was good. It went from white hot to red hot, or from 100 miles an
1: hour to 90. Right, yeah, I think so. And, you know, traditionally, this time of year, we normally do get a bit of a slowdown. People have other things on their mind, and... uh uh, although it didn't seem to happen last year at all. Right, yeah.
0: All right, with that, we're going to our first commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940-KYNO.
1: Let it be Christmas In the hearts of all people, both near and far Christmas everywhere.
0: Well, welcome back. Welcome home radio. This is Don Scordino, everywhere. your host, along with George Meese. Uh, and somebody told me to call you
1: a realtor extraordinaire. Well, whoever that was was uh, uh, very thoughtful and, uh, uh, I, I would say... Uh, generous with her. <laughs> oh you knew it was your wife yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, no she wouldn't say something like that would she uh, doubtful <laughs> <laughs> all right um anyway george has been in the business yeah uh, and you even admitted since the 1970s
1: so you've seen a thing or two yes i uh, like to tell people i was 23 at one time and, and a brand new agent
0: Okay, so in all those years, did you ever hear the term supply chain? That that one is a new one on us. <laughs> yeah.
1: And who would have ever thought that supply chain would affect housing? Yeah, uh, it, it certainly does, and especially new construction. Hey, tell us about that. How, how, oh. is, how is it affecting
0: the supply chain, affecting new construction, and then eventually existing
1: homes. Right. Well, I, I just had uh, talked with a, a person that just bought a new home. It, it it took 14 months, which normally, you know, we were getting new homes from within three to six months uh, construction time at, at six on the outside. And uh, uh, just because lack of many different supplies, uh, the cost uh, uh, increases, uh Problems getting the uh, supplies manufactured and then getting them to market uh, is is a big concern. Um, I I can tell you uh, I can give you some some numbers of some of the things that have, have went up and uh, 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 that are affecting the new home construction. Uh, lumber up forty percent, plastics twenty nine percent, shortages and and delivery delays, including. Adhesives, drywall, electrical equipment and components, PVC pipes, steel. Uh, so a lot of the construction uh, costs have went up. And, and actually, the the home prices have went up, but not as much as the construction costs, which a lot of the builders are, are absorbing that that cost. That's got to be really
0: difficult for a builder to able to give a price if it's 14 months out because look at what's happened in one year
1: right those increases right Uh, Uh, i i guess apparently steel is is one uh uh construction related product that has really uh been hurt and it's uh, uh uh causing uh again issues to to uh get the property from uh, the ground up to, to move in. Also, uh, glass has been another uh, uh, shortage. And uh, home builders are reporting that uh, glass is one of the their largest uh, material shortages. I even heard that
0: workers are a shortage. They're... they're builders are having a hard time hiring enough people to, right. to build the homes yeah
1: and i and i think that's something that's occurring all over uh, oh you mean different industries right, also right uh the builders are reporting that uh part of our glass shortages is because the manufacturers have moved operations to places like china mexico and india and uh those are the people that traditionally export most of the glass and stone to the US and you know getting them from those places to our market is is you know a
0: problem yeah especially if they have to come through long beach harbor right <laughs> 65 ships floating around there wow that that must be an amazing sight to yeah. look out there and yeah. see that yeah I am surprised. I just drove home from San Diego a couple of weeks ago and I'm upset at myself that I didn't stop by at Long Beach to take a look at the harbor.
1: That must have been some sight. Yeah. It's, it, they're reporting that uh, as of July, the 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 cost of load to truck have increased over 70% from the previous year and of course fuel costs have increased 37% in that same period of time.
0: Wow. Yeah. So so here we are we're all complaining about the price of fuel gas and, and yet yeah. there's other things that are a lot more that, yeah. or the rise has been a lot greater right.
1: right hmm so i i don't anticipate that this problem is going to uh, go away anytime soon i think we're it's something that the uh, builders are going to have to work with i mean i've I had a recall on my car for the backup camera uh it's a chip and I've been waiting probably uh, I don't know 9 months for the chip to come in and uh uh you know so I I it's, it's just not construction industry it's uh, I think wow automotive uh, just about everything we deal with
0: George I've known you a while so I could say well you're one guy that could do without that uh Back up camera you've always had great hindsight
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks Don. Uh, as long as I, I and i I don't know that uh, we've actually had a, a beer and wine shortage yet, so <laughs> I think we're okay <laughs> all right so so we we know that it
0: affects uh builders, so buying a new home, you think that you're going to close escrow let's say in December but it very
1: well could be March or June right and and there's not only certain supply issues that uh there's delays in getting uh power hooked up things like that that uh uh, builders have waited had to wait for uh PG&E and things to uh like that to to be able to get their move-in approval
0: okay i've heard that one for for many years that from builders that yeah w- waiting for to get that final power draw to yeah. the home right took a while but that used to be like the only shortage
1: yeah <laughs> labor right. shortage right yeah wow it just has been compounded
0: so does it affect existing housing because the existing housing the appliances are there the plumbing's there the glass and
1: windows are already in well i'll tell you all of our vendors are busy uh, our our pest control people our uh, uh handyman i mean it's not not to the extent of that the new home builders are waiting for for product but uh you've got to get on the list to get your whatever repairs made on the home you're you're dealing with it's you can't call them and expect them to see them that week they're they're busy yeah
0: it does take better planning now i i'm seeing that yeah. um and i i had a tenant recently that expected a uh, air conditioning repairman to be there that day the day it broke down
1: uh, yeah not so no <laughs> no and i'll tell you i Put a roof on a house last year, and and I was talking to my roofer just a month or so ago, and he said, "You are so lucky that you did that roof when you did, because the cost of the OSB and and everything else related has went way up." And
0: mm-hmm. yeah, uh, so not only do you have to worry about the timing and getting somebody there in a timely manner, but also the cost. Right. Uh, oh, that happened to me. I. Um, last year, I had to put a, a, a new fence in a rental oh, yeah. property. Right. So I got a bid, firm bid, and they said it was good for 30 days. Well, I had to get two neighbors on board also to okay. split the yeah. cost. Right. By the time that happened,
1: it was I think we we're at 45 days. Yeah. My contractor quit bidding on fences for a while just because of the fluctuation in cost of of lumber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So we had to get a new bid on this one and it cost went up like 25% in oh. that short period of time. So,
1: we got some pretty cheery news here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, what? So what? What is good out there?
1: Well, sellers are enjoying this market and and we are making transactions, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I've been telling people that this has been one of the best years ever, but also one of the hardest years. Yeah. There's more issues to go through. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. With this, we need to go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940-KYNO. Well, welcome back. To welcome home radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we have George Meese, local realtor here in the Central Valley uh, with us, sharing his experiences with us. So now, you know, we, we talked about the supply chain and how it's affecting housing. Um, now let's talk about inflation um, and how it's affecting housing. So let, let's start off with
1: this, George. How much did you buy your first home for? Uh, It was $28,500. Wow. And I had scrimped and saved, uh, it was in the late 70s, I scrimped and saved that $1,500 and I really wanted to buy a boat, but one of my mentors said, no, buy this house and and in a few years you can buy whatever boat you would like. (laughs) And and so, anyway, I did, and uh, it turned out to be a great investment Um, and I think, uh, three years later, I had made $10,000 in equity on that property and was able to move up to another property. So what's that property worth today? I'm guessing somewhere in the 325, 350 range at least. Wow. And it's older. It's older. It was in the, well, it was in the, uh, St. Agnes area, uh, the uh, small trend home. Mm Mm-hmm just loved it <laughs> all right so the point is it went up
0: from twenty eight five to three twenty eight five yeah three hundred thousand dollars to buy the same product only it's the only thing is it's older
1: yeah yeah
0: maybe doesn't have all the flashy
1: new trends in there that's true it's uh it still would be a great First home for somebody, or a, a, a maybe a downsize, downsizing downsizing pe- uh, couple, or something. But no, it was it, they're great homes. He uh, Bonadelli had built so many homes that uh, gave a lot of people their their very first home in Fresno. Yeah, there are a lot of Bonadelli
0: built homes yeah. Yeah. here in the yeah. valley. So, and um, and this is where inflation comes in. It, it's taking all $300,000 more of dollar bills to buy the, the same product. That's, right. uh, that's not all appreciation or sweat equity no. that, that there's inflation in there. Yeah. So right. yeah, it, uh, maybe that,
1: maybe real estate is the hedge against inflation. I believe so. Over time, it, it seems to have always proved to be that way. I mean, there's mean I, you know, I bought an a, a investment property in 2005 at the you know towards the peak of, of uh, our last cycle, and, and before too long, it was worth almost half of what I paid for it. But I still have that property, and now it's worth more than I paid for it. Mm-hmm. so um
0: you mentioned mentors. I remember, uh, and I'll even give his name since he was a local realtor for many years. He's no longer with us, but, and that's John Miller was one of my mentors. Oh, I remember John. Well, he's a great guy. Yeah. Boy, if you had an ear that would listen to him, he'd let you have it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just, a, I have to tell you about John. We worked in the same office at one time. Oh, I didn't and, know that. And Yeah. And, uh, uh, I was selling, it was another Bonadelli home, and I told John, you should buy this, John. He, you know, he, he, he loved to invest. He goes, yeah, I, th- I think I might. Well, a couple days went by, and I hadn't heard anything from him. I went ahead and wrote an offer in his name, took it into his office, put it on the desk, and said, sign this, and he did, <laughs> and ended up buying it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, knowing the two of you characters, I could
0: see that happening. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe that's why
1: you're so successful, George. You're you're assertive. Well, it was just a hunch I had that John would <laughs> sign that offer. All right. I hope it worked out well for him.
0: Well, it took him that long to do the cash exam. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: that was another one of his. Uh, things. Right. Give it the cash exam before you just whip out a credit card. Would you actually put out a hundred dollars in cash to buy that? Uh, that makes you think a little bit more than whipping out a, a, a credit card. So exactly. All right. But here's what John Miller taught me. And that is, he said, we all, when you invest in real estate, when you buy a home, even if it's for your family to live in, your, your own owner-occupied place. We all wanna see equity growth. We wanna see that thing go from uh, $100,000 to $200,000. Uh, so he said there's four factors that cause that. He said the first one is inflation. And inflation is a global event. It has, there's nothing one person can do about inflation george meese or don scordino cannot stop inflation yeah but he said you can join in you you can participate in inflation in a positive manner by buying a piece of buy a piece of the earth mm-hmm. and as inflation happens your value will go up too um and that is actually really happening right now it is let me give you the other three but then i want to go back to inflation and and talk more about that since that's really happening right now the the other three are appreciation and at that time what he meant is um you know buy the the home that more people will appreciate later down the line when you go to sell it so don't buy the home uh in the airport, you know, the airport runway. I think you're trying to say location,
1: location, location.
0: Uh, yes. That. Okay. It, and then also the size of a home, you know, rather than buying a one bedroom, one bath, three bedroom, two bath mm-hmm. is going to be more appreciated down the line. The th- um, so he said that one is in your choice. So inflation you can't do anything about other than participate in it. The other one is appreciation, which is about choosing the right home. The third one is sweat equity. So right. the old thing about buy the, old, the the worst house on the block and, and bring it up. Right.
1: right. And it also really pays to maintain your properties. Oh, yeah. Maintain that.
0: And then he said the last one, and, and this is where he really got on me, he said principal reduction He goes, pay that loan down and don't borrow against it so much. So uh, we saw that 20 years ago. A lot of people were borrowing against their home. Cash out refis. Cash out refis. Yeah. Yeah. And it ended up hurting them. So let's go back to inflation. Um, and, And maybe a good way to look at that is here we are in the year 2021. Somebody buys a home for that. Median price, $358,000. What do you think that's going to be like in the year 2025?
1: Yeah. Well, you really have to have a crystal ball, but I would, I would guess that it's going to be worth more for sure.
0: Yeah. And if you buy it for the right reason, it doesn't really matter right. at that point. The value of it really only matters when you're going to sell it. That's true. That's true.
1: And that's why, even though uh, you know I'm supposed to be a smart realtor, and I bought an investment property in 2005 at the uh, peak, and and we had a downturn. Time took quick care of it. I had good tenants over the last that last time period, and uh, uh, you know it it came back and. I know a lot of people couldn't hold on to some of their investments or properties that they bought because of the uh, circumstances during that time period. But anyway, it, it it worked out. So tell us about the ride. Where? Where? How much did you buy it for? Okay. How far did it yeah. plummet? Okay. And what's it worth today? Do yeah. you still own it today? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I bought it. This was a, a condo in, in uh, Northeast Fresno, uh, just south of Shaw. You're probably familiar with Shaw Creek. Oh yeah. Uh, and so uh, I bought this for 141,000 in 2005, and uh, I was able to, uh, luckily, you know, pay cash for it, so it wasn't really hurting me either way, but it, it, uh, you know, you want a return on investment. But I had no problem ever renting it. Uh, it dropped to somewhere between 75 and 80,000. From 141. From 141. And now they're selling in there uh, actually just above 200,000. Okay. So, yeah. So when it went to, a, when it dropped to
0: $75,000, what did it affect other than
1: your psyche? It affected my psyche. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We, we never had a problem running hmm. Yeah. OK.
0: And probably didn't really affect your uh, your banker. Didn't tell you, George, we don't want to deal with you anymore. You no. weren't too smart. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I, my wife might have said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that is your banker, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Um,
0: so and, and that is a good point. If you held on to something long enough. Yeah. Those four factors yeah. of equity growth are going to play into it. I remember going to, um, um, it, this is in the 1990s, on an investment property that I had bought at a higher price, and now inflation was, was not happening at that time. Appreciation wasn't. Sweat equity, I couldn't do any more to it at that time. It, it, it had already kind of peaked but principal reduction was working. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I had it on a 15-year loan, that the, the principal was reducing quite rapidly, and I actually had equity growth while the other
1: three were stagnant. Right, yeah. It's, it's a slow but uh, continuous process, and it's, it's funny how, how time, goes by so fast and all of a sudden you realize wow
0: and somebody might say oh yeah but you know george you you bought that house over by saint agnes um you know a long time ago and maybe somebody's listening saying but i'm only 35 years old so how could i have done that well here here's one i have one around the corner from the house you you bought okay i didn't buy it until uh let's see it was probably like two thousand two. We'll say two thousand and one so we can say only twenty years ago. So and it too is probably worth three twenty five uh mm-hmm. three fifty somewhere in there. I bought it for eighty thousand dollars. And so it's had some tremendous growth in just sure. twenty years. Um I remember after a year or two, I started thinking, hey. I, I don't think i made a very good decision here it, it and I, but i learned something in that transaction <clears throat> about negotiating so i i made a deal with the people eighty thousand dollars <throat> well the wife wasn't available to sign and but you know we went into escrow and, and we were going to get all this done well the guy did not the wife wouldn't sign And then we get down to the end, and the husband finally told me she wants $80,000 net, and we had closing costs, half the escrow fee, the title insurance policy. You know, here sometimes in negotiating, you lose the battle, but you win the war. I, as the buyer, bowed down, and I paid all the closing costs so that they got $80,000 net. She signed. Now, who's the winner? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good decision.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Finally made one good decision. But with that, we're going to our next commercial break. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, Um, 940-KYNO. Let it be
1: Christmas everywhere. With the gold and the silver, the green and the red Christmas.
0: welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, talking to uh, a gentleman here, George Meese. I didn't know that about you. (laughs) Actually, John Oslin stuck his head in during the break and said, Gentlemen. Well, I think John's a good judge of character. (laughs) Of course, my first comment was, hey, wait a minute. George is here, too. (laughs) um, Okay. I... George is a gentleman when it comes to forecasting I mean you uh, seem to have had a crystal ball because you invested in real estate way back when yeah and you kept you didn't just just uh, sell it take the money and run well
1: I I think you got to look at real estate as a long-term investment for for most people you know the. There's a lot of people that are flipping homes, and 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 they actually do our market a good service. They bring a home up uh, that would possibly not meet FHA standards, and, yeah. and they provide, put the sweat equity yeah, into it. Exactly, and so they can make a, a reasonably quick profit. But for me, uh, I'm satisfied to to buy an asset and hang on to it and, as long as it's working for me. Mm-hmm. So. Where do you see 2022 taking us? Well, you know, we've just come through a period where we've had, what, uh, between 18 and and 20% appreciation over the last year. And the the forecast I'm seeing is that we should expect 2022 to be somewhere around the 5% range. Okay, 5% upwards, not downwards. Upwards, upwards. And also uh, a tick up in our interest rates, slow tick up. Oh, I'm glad you brought up interest rates because, uh,
0: you know, you hear things on or see things on social media, hear things on the news about rates are going up. Um,
1: Yeah, a whole eighth of a percent. (laughs) We've got great rates. But, you know, most buyers I've talked to, they really would. Would rather be buying sooner than later, for sure, mm-hmm. uh, because of a possibility of a increase in rates, which I, I, I think it's probably going to happen. I, but not anything like we experienced in the past. Uh, All right, but, I mean, I'm going way in the past. But here's the kicker, George. So
0: when you bought your first house for twenty eight five, and I don't know the answer to this question,
1: I know the range though. What was your interest rate? You know, I don't, I don't remember the rate on that home when I uh, bought it. it, probably somewhere around 9% at that time. But shortly after that time period, we experienced a, a huge increase in interest. Yeah. And, and, uh, so what were they like in the early eighties? Well, they were pushing 18% and, and, uh, I tell you, I wasn't selling many homes. Yeah. In fact, my wife and I uh, had just had our daughter, and it was, uh, I think, 1982. Uh, we assumed a loan for 14.5%, and we're really happy to have it. Yeah, you thought he really had yeah. something there. <laughs> I, and I remember thinking, gosh, if if we could get this rate back down to 10%, I would really be in business. And yeah. I mean, uh, I'm sure young people today would just have a hard time even uh comprehending what that would be like so i'm gonna make a little forecast here go back to the
0: 80s early 80s when interest rates went to 17 18 percent what preceded that was inflation mm-hmm. in, in fact interest rates was a way of holding back on in, right? in yeah. uh, or trying to keep inflation under control so uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't see it happening in 2022, Mm-mm. maybe 2024, f- five. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah. But once again, it, it, I'm not talking to the investors now. I'm talking to the homeowners, those who are going to live in it. That stuff doesn't matter. The numbers don't matter if you're living in a home that you want to be and you have appreciation working for you. That's right. And sweat equity and principal reduction.
1: There's a a strong feeling of pride that home ownership gives a a person, a family. Um, It's it's hard to put a quantitative number on that. Sometimes
0: you don't do the math. In fact, I was telling my wife this. I said, you know, there's one of the rental homes I have. I pay the 12 year old kid 40 bucks a month to water the trees and the and the uh, some of the plants that are there so that they don't die. And um, after two years, I started to do the math in my head and I'm thinking, you know, I could have in a sprinkler system pretty soon here with all, at 40 bucks a month for two years and by sure. the time i get to the third year then i would have added value to the home by having a sprinkler system in there but then i got to thinking wait a minute then that kid would be out of i i'd be taking a job away from him with, with the the technology of a sprinkler system <laughs> and i actually i've seen that kid grow you know oh, that when he comes out to talk to me now, uh, when I go to pay him, I, I see that swagger, it, it, that confidence in him, and, and that's invaluable. So sometimes you don't do the math. Yeah. Or pay
1: him to put in a sprinkler system. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I could have done. Come on. Would you pay a 12-year-old to put in well, a no, sprinkler not a system? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, That's great, Don.
0: <laughs> All right. All um, right. One of the things that's really going to help in 2022 is our loan limits have gone up. Right. What are loan limits?
1: Well, it's what we're dealing with is, is conforming loans. And it's, it's a limit to which a conforming loan, the, the amount of a conforming loan could be before they move into a, an, a, a product that's called a jumbo, which is higher uh, cost all the way around higher interest and so because of our uh, price increases, this uh, increase in the conforming loan limits is, is gonna be a big help. And, and I'm actually surprised at the amount that they jumped it, uh, like almost 98,000, or 98,000 something. It's you know close to 100 grand in, in uh, uh, conforming loan limits, which that's, a, uh, I think, if I've got my numbers right, uh, uh, it's gonna be very helpful yeah it, and i was surprised at how much they jumped them well yeah
0: is, and in, in the difference is for a conforming loan if you use that name that means you can get the a plus product that 30-year fixed right. rate um at the lowest r- rates uh out there yeah. if you go to non-conforming or you called it uh, well the industry does call it the jumbo loan, mm-hmm. that million-dollar loan. Right. Um, yeah, interest rates might be a half to one and a half percent more.
1: Yeah, you got to pay for those loans. Yeah, because they're a little riskier. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, a, a big help for our first-time home buyers is the increase in the FHA loans, which has went to four twenty six eighty, I believe, and and that's a nice jump up also f- for those buyers that were tapped out in the Three fifty range and things like that. I've always wondered
0: why do these bureaucrats in Washington D.C. come up with odd numbers four hundred twenty thousand six hundred eighty dollars? Why couldn't they have just said four hundred twenty one thousand?
1: Good question. 420. I have no idea how they figured
0: this. Ah, all right. I I thought you would understand because you kind of think along those lines yourself. Oh, bur- bureaucrat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um. So, what's the difference between FHA and conventional, George? Just on no. a basic uh, level.
1: FHA is a has been a great product for a lot of first time home buyers. You can you can obtain an FHA loan with a lower credit score than you can a conventional, and and so that's helpful. A FHA loan is three and a half percent down, uh, pretty low uh, barrier for. Uh, uh, entry to home ownership. All right, um,
0: here's something I, I'd like to get into, and, and you were the past chairperson for the uh, multiple Fresno Multiple Listing Service and past president of the Fresno Association of Realtors. Why? What, what's a benefit to sell as a home seller to put your home into MLS as opposed to going off one of those postcards that says, hey, we'll buy your property for cash and as is. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I believe it's been proven that that people that expose their property to the MLS will receive a higher uh, uh, sales price and thus a higher uh, net to them, uh, walk away with more money, and, and you know, our 4,000 members uh, – the, the members that are really working hard all at any given time have a small reservoir of buyers that they're working with at any given time. So there's a good chance that one of those members are going to have the perfect buyer for your property as opposed to taking a, uh, 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 just a, a, a cash offer that would maybe be a little easier, but I, I, I think you've paid well to have your home in the MLS. Mm-hmm
0: yeah and you're bringing out a good point um those cash offers from flippers they they do give the home seller something maybe not as much in price but time and terms yeah Yeah. it's like okay you need to you need the money in 10 days we can do that right or you can't move out for 60 days well there's some people that that works for yeah all right so um that power of the MLS is is uh, really important because that could probably that's the biggest pool of buyers, so it's probably going to get you the best price, time, and terms. Um, okay, in one minute or less, George, what is your
1: best advice? Well, in real estate. <laughs> okay, thank you. I'm glad you clarified that. Uh, well, I would say the f- best first move a person could make would be contact a realtor, maybe find a uh, referral from a friend that's had a good experience with someone. Uh, Talk to a realtor. They can help you get a game plan going. Uh, It may not be this week or next week, but we're always happy to talk with people and and get them set on a glide path to home ownership.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much, George, and thank you for coming in today and sharing your experiences in the real estate market with us. Thank you, Don. You're welcome. And thank you to all our listeners, and we hope that everybody has a very Merry Christmas, great holiday season, and uh, appreciate your home. We'll be back again next week, so stay uh, tune in again to Welcome Home Radio. Thank you.